Hello everybody and welcome to this uh, professional development and thought leadership webinar brought to you by the Fashion Network. Um, today's topic is, as it says on the screen, TikTok re-reels and in this discussion we'll be looking at the scramble for your short form video content and we'll be trying to figure out uh, which platform does it best and who ultimately will triumph in the battle for fashion. Um, just a few things to note if you're listening in. If you do have any questions or comments, then please leave them in the chat box. Uh, we do like to keep these discussions as interactive as possible, so please do get involved. Um, they can be questions and they can be comments as well. Um, alternatively, if you prefer to speak than type, then you can actually click on the raise your hand feature. We have a few people that do this and that will allow us to switch your audio on and you'll be able to speak to us directly here on the panel. Um, this session is being recorded, so if you do speak, be mindful that you uh, will be popped onto our YouTube channel at a later date. Um, if you are listening to this at a later date on YouTube, then please click like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. We're trying to build our channel there. Um, uh, but immediately after this session as well, for those that are here with the live experience, we'll be hosting a sort of like a post-webinar virtual networking stroke um, debrief. Um, myself and the fellow panelists and my colleague uh, will be having a bit of a, a Zoom meet immediately after this. And you're welcome to join us for about 15 to 20 minutes. So that's immediately after this session, uh, you're welcome to come and join us. Um, we would be delighted that my colleague should have just switched on the chat box now. So if you could um, let us know uh, where you're from in the world and what it is that you do. So let us know where you're from, what you do as well in the chat box. That'd be useful for both myself and our panellists to have a look at who we're speaking to. Um, for those that haven't tuned into a Fashion Network uh, webinar before, my name is Dale Hicks and I am actually one of the co-founders uh, of the Fashion Network. Uh, and joining me, we have uh, Sophie Miller, who is a founder and freelance social media manager at Pretty Little Marketeer. Sophie is an ex-MSM and Bebo lover who grew up obsessed with all things pop culture and social media. Uh, outside of her work, uh, Sophie likes to spend every non-working minute uh, watching Gossip Girl. Uh, Sophie loves uh, winding down from a busy day with uh, new trying out new veggie recipes. Alongside Sophie, we have Megan and Megan Proctor, and Megan is head of paid social at, and programmatic at Creative Race. She is a massive dog lover, and as I've just discovered before the session went live, a huge rambler, and often that will be find, found on top of a mountain, preferably in the late district in her spare time. Um, and if she's not rambling, you'll find her in a book, uh, nothing educational, just cheesy romantic novels. Uh, so that's Megan. And alongside Megan, we have Charlotte uh, Geegan, Senior Marketeer Manager at uh, Refi. Uh, and if she's not um, uh, in work, she's uh, ex-globetrotting Bloody Mary connoisseur who is obsessed with marketing and also food. So that's something I think Charlotte and I will get on well there. Um, but before we proceed, I'm just going to bring up a little poll and I just want to get the audience feedback on this. So the poll is, uh, which will outlive the other? A simple answer, TikTok, Instagram or neither? And if you think there's another channel that will uh, deserves a mention, then uh, let us know. And just have a quick look for the chat box and see who we've got here. So we've got people in from the Philippines. Uh, we've got Fang, who's a marketing manager from Germany. Uh, we've got Meghna, who's calling in from India. Thanks, guys. Uh, Amber, who's a marketing manager here in the UK in Sheffield. Uh, Edith, econ manager from London. Welcome, guys. Uh, we've got someone in from Chile. Uh, and our poll should be going live in a second. Uh, we've got quite a lot in today, so 170-odd people of you listening in. So there's the results. So TikTok is just out in lead. So, Sophie, I'm going to come to you first. Does that come as a surprise to you or not? No. Um, I know that we were chatting in our, like, pre-call, and my preferable option for the winner here would be LinkedIn. Um, but we're not <laughs> here to talk about that today. Um, yeah, I think TikTok is some... It's a space that has everyone's hearts. It's somewhere we feel we can really be ourselves. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that that is, is the answer. Um, yeah. Megan, does it surprise you at all, or...? 
No, not really, because I think if you just looking at a lot of the stats in terms of, you know, engagement rate within the platform is up versus a lot of the other channels because it's it's interest based. It's based on you as a person. So I think, you know, you find your time in there. And I think to your point, Sophie, it, it feels like it's personal to you. So I feel like that's probably why people align themselves a lot more with it as, as a platform. So it's only just ahead of, you know, it's only just ahead of Instagram. It's not a scientific poll. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and Charlotte, did you want to mention anything about that or not? Or, or you... I was actually going to say, don't count Instagram out. It's really close. I'm a massive TikTok fan. But I mean, we all didn't use Instagram stories when they started. So and now look where we are. So I wouldn't count them out. Um, so if we're going to come back to you now so just can you just sort of set the scene for us if you can um, and just give us sort of the pluses and minuses of, of each, each platform so just you know you've obviously worked with both so just give us a give us a sort of a, an overview if you like of course absolutely I think a really big plus for me when it comes to Instagram is that it's familiar um, so I have been on Instagram god eight years maybe more it's someone that feels native to us um I have been following like influencers and brands on there for years and I really feel like I know them I know their tone of voice and I know I can trust the content they put out over there um but equally I think a really big pro of TikTok on the flip side is that it's new um so we're seeing new types of content we are seeing brands in a way that we've never seen them before um you know maybe eight years ago if I was following a brand like Duolingo on Instagram I might have been getting language tips or hints about what they do about um um, their company but now we've seen a complete flip side of who they are and their brand personality in a total different format um, so I think a pro to Instagram it's familiar on the flip side a pro to TikTok is that it's new it's exciting um, I think a con to both for me is that I find them both quite overwhelming um, Instagram specifically there's a lot of features there's always a lot going on um, TikTok there's a lot of information you don't know who to follow um, so that would be a con for both I would say and that would be that would be my overview Charlotte um, um, is it as easy as saying that this is better at that and this is better at this uh, do you want to just elaborate on what Sophie's just said there yeah, so I don't think it's like easy to say they're both better or worse than the other or anything. Like listing the pros and cons, there's so there's so many you could go on and on and on. I think the way that we look at it and everyone should look at it is what they use the platform for as a user. That is usually what your audience or customer base is using the platform for as well. And um, like you're a lot more likely user than you think, regardless of your age, whether you're Gen Z or millennial. Um, so I think it's for me, it's kind of looking at why you use it and then I would assign that value to that platform um, and that's like how I look at it. In terms of pros and cons though I would agree that some of both, well, both are a bit overwhelming and information can just go around so so quickly and it's like keeping on top of them. Um, I think anyone whether you're freelance agencies that I've run beside keeping on top of all the changes is crazy but I think it's quite it's quite hard to like come at it from a fresh perspective I think everyone said the same thing over and over again, but for me, it would be like, how do you use it? And that is where I think you find the pros and cons for yourself as a brand or a marketer. Thanks. And Megan, I'll come to you next as well. Do you have anything you want to add to this? I mean, we are talking specifically about sort of reels uh, and the TikTok, so we are talking about short form video. Do you want to just put your input? Yeah, I think um, to kind of Sophie's point in terms of Instagram being familiar, I think it's a lot easier or from what I've seen from speaking to clients from a paid perspective people feel a lot more comfortable with reels than they do on TikTok I think a lot of small businesses you know you don't have you know TikTok has a minimum spend threshold which isn't necessarily great but if you are a smaller business you know 20 pounds minimum spend can actually cancel out quite a few of the smaller brands obviously if you're a big brand you're fine so I think that kind of is a bit of a con um from from that perspective whereas you know on Instagram you could probably get away with you know like a five pound a day spend for example so I think from that element coming at it from a paid angle I think that kind of is a bit of a con um, from that element I also think to to Charlotte's point keeping up with the content is and keeping that fresh is just you know is, is a lot for a lot of businesses is is, is hard work 
And um, so I've got a comment here about a bit of an echo on Charlotte's thing. Uh, forgive us for that, Kerry, because I think it's just the only place you could find in the office, I think, wasn't it? So, so you'll just have to hang in with us guys on that. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about algorithms then and how, I mean, obviously it's the same with every social platform, but between TikTok and Instahawk, I mean, they don't always want you to know how exactly their algorithms work, but can you talk us a little bit how you guys uh, keep up to date with our algorithm? Um, Sophie, you're nodding down there in the corner. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my understanding of algorithms, maybe like three years ago, was that it was one set thing. This is how it works for a few months, and then one day it's updated. Um, but to my knowledge, like algorithms are something that are constantly changing. Every day there's updates, every minute there's updates. Um, and one thing that I've really had to learn as a social media manager is that they're not there to work against me, although sometimes it very much feels like it. Um, I think that both platforms, all platforms, they give you hints and tips where they can without obviously revealing too too much um for me i find at creators on instagram um, to be really helpful they often share content on how hashtags work how um, to get on the explore page so that would be one recommendation um, TikTok also has TikTok for creators, it has TikTok for business, and they have really awesome blogs on both websites. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's a case of going out there and hunting for those key points and understanding how to use them to your advantage. Um, but yeah, algorithms, obviously a bit of a dirty word. It's not something we like to talk about, but I don't think it's anything to be scared of. Megan, I can see you nodding away there. Do you want to add? Yeah, I think it's interesting because um, Instagram, obviously being part of Meta, is built was built on more of like um, a social graph. So it was based on you and your who you followed, and then their likes and interests. And what's interesting about TikTok is it's built specifically for you, so it's built on your interests. And I think that's kind of the difference. So when you're aligning content. I think, you know, it, it's really kind of what we were saying before. It's understanding who, who your audience is and what they're going to like. And I think that's definitely where, where you can find a few quick wins in terms of like TikTok in particular, because if you know sort of what your audience is interested in and you can align your content to that, you probably see a lot more success. But I think a lot of the time, I'm sure the guys will agree, it's just test and learn. You have got to just try, <laughs> put something out there and see how it performs and kind of learn from that and make optimizations as you go along. Has any of you actually noticed any slight difference in the algorithms between working on Reels and working on TikTok? Would you say? You're not in chat, but you're on mute. I was going to pop off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the algorithm, coming from a brand perspective, I think the algorithm on Instagram is very focused on creators. Um, and video. Um, obviously, I know we are talking about short form video here, but they are leaning into that heavily. So for me, what I see algorithm based is all video is hero and that it is kind of working in the favor of the creator so that the user can see more of creator content and find more things that they like. So it's not the same as TikTok, which like Megan was saying, is just all about you. Um, so they are this, like subtle differences, I would say, especially because with Instagram, it feels for me, I don't know about everyone else, but shorter form kind of aesthetically led content in my arena anyway, seems to be overperforming still. So even though the shift is to video on Instagram, it's the same kind of content, just with that movement, that added piece of music and those added extra elements. Whereas TikTok is like all about what you like and it figures it out very, very quickly frighteningly quickly yeah frighteningly quickly could be the operative word um but do any of you guys it's only sort of resources that you keep up to date obviously as a fashion network we're heavily on linkedin and there's a few sort of vloggers that, that I, I i and my colleague have spotted who just oh, i don't know what you're saying they're nerds in this space that, that give you sort of some insights is there anything you guys look at to sort of keep an idea what might have changed so Yes, I have a resource for 
everything. Um, I, I'm a team of one. So it means I literally, I don't have time to scour the internet every day. I automate kind of how knowledge gets me as quickly as possible. Um, so the first place I would recommend is Matt Navarra's Geek Out newsletter. Um, it's totally free, like literally thousands of subscribers. And every time there's an update on any platform, it's straight into your inbox. Um, creators on Instagram is a place that I find really helpful too. Um, and I also have hashtag notifications on on Twitter and Google Alerts for certain keywords. So it might be TikTok algorithm, Instagram algorithm, um, like heads of departments that you know of who often speak in PR. Um, so finding ways for content to come to you, updates to come to you is kind of key to surviving for me. Um, so that was Matt Navarra. Um, and the web, the newsletter is Geek Out Newsletter. If you just Google Geek Out Newsletter, it should come up. Somebody's actually asked if you could put the uh, newsletter name in the chat box, if that's oh, okay, yes. Sophie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we've got, got a question that just popped in, actually, um, from Samir. Uh, what would you guys have to say about Instagram moving away from its purpose as a picture platform and making kind of a copy of TikTok? Uh, suggesting it's kind of throwing away users that it's hard to reach followers with with the content uh charlotte you're nodding away there do you want to respond to that this is actually something that i as a personal user hate because i think instagram have lost sight of their value proposition in the market i think like every like ticker twitter is a really good example of someone who stuck with what they were all about they've barely made any changes to the format so the users always go back to twitter for that purpose so it does, like, it personally upsets me. Um, I think from a marketing and a reach perspective, I think short-form video is a great way to educate the audience and also communicate with the audience. I think a picture is amazing. But to be able to sit there, especially from a brand perspective, and kind of talk through the proof points of your product and showcase it, and the actual use does so much more than an image. So although I am a personal user of images, I think that video is the way it's going for brands to be able to communicate more effectively. I think, I wouldn't say that they're gonna throw away users. What I would say is that like Mossery recently did, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name correctly, an update about everything after kind of celebrities went a little bit wild about <laughs> all the changes online. And they are just testing and learning as they go, but I don't think their algorithms are as efficient as TikToks and they're trying things and learning things. So I'm not sure it'll fully move away from it. I think at the moment we're all just so overwhelmed by the changes that it feels that way. But ultimately for me and as a brand, I do think they'll find a happy medium that works for everybody because otherwise they'll start to lose users more frequently. And that is something that they want to avoid massively. So I'm not particularly worried about where they're going to end up. I think the route that they're taking is very interesting, personally. You've got a fan in the chat box here, by the way, Charlotte, as well. <laughs> um, preach, preach, it says. Um, what I was going to say is, so you're sort of, are you, am I reading that you think Instagram's trying to be all things to all men or, or, or all things to all people, shall we say? Um, yeah, it's not not defined who its audience is. So it's doing too many things like as a marketer, and someone's mentioned this earlier, like know your audience and know what your audience wants. And I think at the minute, because they are part of the behemoth that is meta, they may be going a bit too wide, but I do think that there's a lot of intelligent people working over at meta. So I don't think that they'll stray too far. But I do think short form video is here to stay. Okay. Uh Sorry, Sorry I, I was just I was just going to say, I think the problem is, is that they took away a lot of people's choice. So originally before they moved it in, it was it had a section for real. So if you would prefer to engage with content that is short form, you had a place that you could go. Whereas by putting it into the main newsfeed, I think they took away a lot of people's choice that, you know, maybe not everybody wants to consume short form con content. I mean, we see that from a pay perspective, short form content does work a lot better video, you know, it naturally works better. And it's something that we push a lot of clients to do is run video. But actually, I think the point is here that you took away people's choice. And I think that's what the, a lot of the uproar was, is that you tried something that you and you didn't allow people to choose kind of what they wanted, if, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, we've got a comment here. Someone said I missed the old Instagram. <laughs> Speaking of the old Instagram, where where is where is the state of the still images now on Instagram? I mean, the focus is now all on reels. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I'll come to you, Sophie, on this. Actually, you know, what's your thoughts yeah. on the traditional way of using Instagram? It's a tricky one, and I love everything that Megan just said and couldn't agree more. Um, I spoke on LinkedIn recently about how I think the real mistake Instagram have made is obviously through that lack of choice, they've lost their people's trust. Um, I don't trust now that the platform have my best interests at heart, so naturally I'm a bit apprehensive to use it. Um, I started Precision Marketer two years ago, so before Reels even existed, if we can all remember a time before Reels, um, and and our community was solely based on like marketing infographics. All of my content was carousel, swipe throughs, um, and that is what the brand was was built on. Um, then the introduction of reels came. I didn't post reels for months. I wasn't into it. Um, even with clients, still very much carousel, photo based. Um, but now, obviously, we've had to change. Um, I love photo based content. Um, I think it gives you such an amazing opportunity to be creative in a way that video might not um but yeah i think it kind of it is, it is what it is now there's no turning back it's a case of embracing it and as charlotte and megan have said what works for your audience and really leaning into that um but yes i too miss the old instagram i'm just um reading the chat as you guys are chatting there's an interesting comment here from darren i tend to find myself on instagram scrolling through reels then realizing it's not tiktok and then i actually go on to off Instagram onto TikTok. It's quite interesting. Um, there's a few more questions coming in, which I'll come to uh, in a bit. And we are getting quite a lot of questions, guys. So forgive us if we don't answer every question. But I just want to talk a little bit about costs. Megan, you did touch on it a little bit before. Just tell us uh, how does each platform fare in terms of you know what you you know actually spend in terms of ad spend? Can I come to you first, now, Megan? Yeah, you can. So in terms of a minimum spend, TikTok has a minimum daily spend of £20, which obviously, as I said, prior can count some people out. So I think that is kind of a, a cotton. At the minute, um, from certainly some of the brands that I've worked with, I've seen that TikTok is actually cheaper from a CPM basis so far versus Instagram how likely that is to stay <laughs> we'll, we'll see obviously as more brands embrace it and obviously the competition comes high but again I think it comes down to who your audience is I think in terms of you know depends on what category and industry and I think from a fashion point of view and a makeup and like a skin or hair kind of point of view uh, those are already highly categorized um competition because I think a lot of brands have embraced that but I think if you're in sort of more like a travel sector I don't I haven't really seen very much from the travel brands and that sort of thing so I think if you're in that se sector the CPMs are, are often a lot cheaper but again like I say this is my mantra in life is just test and learn you have to just test and see what's going to work for you but from my experience so far um I don't know what you guys have seen but TikTok is still relatively cheaper than Instagram anybody else want to come in on that so I think TikTok, if you can spend the £20 a day, you should give it a try. Because again, with the algorithm, I find targeting on TikTok much better. Mm -hmm. So someone in the chat mentioned getting poorly targeted ads on Instagram. And I think TikTok's targeting is on second time. to none, to the point where you can even target on niche hashtags now. Um, and they're just developing new tools every day. And then I think the like format for TikTok as well is just much more authentic than Instagram okay. so I think you do get that kind of not credibility but a bit more trust with the ads there so if native feel it, yeah it's native and again like the CPM is cheaper and obviously they've got different workarounds to Facebook to combat any iOS issues that you've experienced with Facebook and their attribution just feels a bit better so I trust them slightly more than Instagram as well yeah a question and comment actually about um far too many poorly targeted ads on Instagram. Does you guys concur with that at all? Anyone to pick up on that point? Yeah, definitely. I think part of it is the whole iOS 14 and data update. Like if people say that they don't, you know, want to be tracked, which 
from a personal basis I'm like no tracking from a market basis I'm like have your tracking um but I, I completely get it but it means now that a lot of the time when you're interacting with content we can no longer get that data fed back in so actually you aren't displaying attributes of a vegan therefore I think Instagram's and Meta are floundering a little bit in terms of the targeting and it isn't as accurate as it, as it once was whereas I think to Charlotte's point you can be so specific and niche on TikTok I think you know that that is where you're getting that aligning targeting um we've got some we did have a hand up actually charles if you still want to speak just pop your hand up and i can let you ask the panel but we might have a an audio question so charles just let us know where you're from first if that's okay uh you should be live do you want to pop yourself off mute okay can it can everyone hear me yes ah oh, brilliant well as you can see i'm from um, i'm from london uh, so I am a brand owner. I own a brand. I sell bags. Um, I wanted to ask with Megan what she was saying about like with travel goods, particularly because that's kind of where I'm kind of in travel goods slash fashion. Do you see any brands as maybe advertising around to do with bags and stuff? I, I sort of see it. I notice sometimes on TikTok, there's there's a few backpack challenges and that sort of thing. So I, I by the way, it's TikTok is kind of new, so I've kind of just only recently set it up, so I'm still trying to learn how to do it properly as well, and I'm in the process of working with some content creators, but I don't know, I'm just, even this is just an open question, if any of you, let's say you're browsing around, you want to look for a bag, have you seen anything, any bag brands pop up, or do you think that's not an area where it's really targeted at the moment? I personally haven't seen any off the top of my head. Um, bag brands but that's not to say that you couldn't find um, your corner on there and actually that's not necessarily a negative thing either because if the competition's low again like we were saying before it means that your CPM is probably going to be a lot lower um, but I personally haven't seen any bag brands I don't know if you have Charlotte or Sophie The only one that springs to mind isn't like a um, bag brand, but Lux Creative or Lux Collective, I think is their name. Um, they are like a verified reseller. So if you have designer bags and goods, send it to them. They resell them on. Um, and their TikTok is awesome. Um, what I do whenever I take on a new client in a new niche is initially scout you know what other bag brands are on tiktok what are they doing what are their best performing videos what gets the best saves what gets the best comments um kind of cultivating that into a bit of a strategy um i know that megan's ethos is just test and learn um so letting them do the test and learning for you taking their key learnings um but lux creative or collective i can't remember what they're called um try both one of them will come up um they're probably the best example i can think of Thanks, Charles. Appreciate that, your question. Um, I've got another question here before we move on to my next discussion point is, I think it's quite a good question, actually. This is, any tips on how you can convince older management in the importance on investing in good quality content creation in TikTok? I assume by older management, they mean senior management. We wouldn't want to use the word older on here, but who wants to pick that one up? Uh, Charlotte, you're laughing away. I'm drawn to ask you. I mean... <laughs> I have worked with some senior management that I would say are quite a bit older. Um, and for me, I just used examples of TikToks by like brands that you wouldn't expect. I cannot remember the name of them now, but there's like a removals company in Australia and they had like a young marketing assistant make a video where she just films them and it is a specific sound. I won't mention it on here because it does contain some swearing. Um, I'll try and find it for the public newsletter. And I would take content like that. It's, it's very native to the platform, but you wouldn't expect that from a brand. And I think if all the management see these different styles of brands embracing the platform and how they're doing it, I think that's a really good way to convince people, especially if you can look at the like stats, the engagement stats that go with it, because the beauty of TikTok is it's very open-ended. Anybody can go viral. So it's, it's really just, and also to be fair, you don't really need to invest too much on content creation for TikTok. In fact, more authentic 
um, and like shot on your phone, it is the better it performs. Even if it's edited within the TikTok app, it actually performs much better most of the time. So it, you wouldn't even need a massive investment, maybe just a phone and an afternoon. But yeah, I think by showing examples of brands that are, you wouldn't expect to be on the platform doing well um, is the best way to convince them. I don't even know if necessary just a just an issue to 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 TikTok or social media. That's that's been well, I've been in marketing for years. It's always a challenge sometimes trying to get the business owners and people with the purse spend to actually invest in good quality creative full stop. I've got a lot of friends that work in creative agencies and they tend to want to turn down certain clients because they're like, oh, I don't know if they really want to invest in that. I'm not sure necessarily it's an, it's an issue with TikTok, but I, I could be wrong. Okay, I'm going to move on to my next discussion point then before I come back to the chat box and have a look at what questions in there. But does one of you want to just tell us a little bit about the rise of short form video and why it's become so prominent at the moment? Um, uh, this is something we're actually seeing in sort of other mediums. We, we're looking at doing a sort of a, an out of home uh, webinar on how best to spend your ad spend on out of home things and obviously that you'll if you go out a lot you'll notice that a lot of the out of home display things you know bus bus shelters and um billboards that are now animated and have video and that so who wants to pick that up first sophie can i come to you just tell us what your thoughts are on why short form has become so popular yeah of course i think our attention spans now are rapidly decreasing um the aim of social media platforms, you know, the, the way that they win is by making you spend as much time as possible on their apps. Um, I'm probably going to spend five seconds or, or maybe longer, haven't measured it, um, looking at someone's image, reading the caption, or is it very presented, you know, a 30 second TikTok or a 20 second reel? I'm spending more time interacting, I'm spending more time on that app. Um, so I think that for me would definitely be an element. Um, and then also that, that thought of our attention spans are rapidly decreasing. Um, so we want things that are going to capture our attention, fulfill us, engage us before we then move on to the next thing. Um, psychologically, I'm sure there's some really interesting material out there. Um, definitely something I would love to learn more about, but initially those would be my kind of two drivers and main thoughts. Uh, Megan, anything to add? And I think Sophie's kind of covered a lot of it, but I think it's just as kind of a generation now, we expect everything kind of instant. Like, you know, if you look at the rise of things like Amazon, you know, from a delivery point of view, if you want something and you order, you can even get it the same day now. Like, I think to, to, to Sophie's point, it is, it's about satisfying that need as and when we want it and it, it surfs in that content. I think it's a lot easier to digest something that's visual and audio as opposed to just necessarily a static image. I think that's, that's a, another element of it as well. Yeah, and from the guys that do out of home um, display advertising and stuff like that, and um, I'm assuming everybody knows what I'm talking about out of home, but you know, um, uh, they were saying there's some research to, to say that if you get a still image on, on, on a billboard on the side of the street, there's now quite a, quite a bit of research to, to, to show that video will engage uh, viewer longer and, and there's a better uplift in terms of um, how they monitor it. Sorry. I think we're also busy as well so something like that would would more likely capture your attention especially from the out of home out of home space like you're not necessarily you know on social you are actually looking at the screen but for, definitely from out of home point of mm. view you know if you're just walking down the street if it's a static image you're probably less likely to look at it but like I say mm. if it is movement I can I can see that getting a lot more attention. I'm not sure what the old uh, highways authorities have yeah. to say about that when you're driving, <laughs> driving down the M6. You know, that's, but anyway, that's for another debate, I bet. That's not our problem. <laughs> that's not our problem in this session, no, fair enough. Um, there's a question here, just, well, it's a question I wanted to ask as well on our discussion points, but um, I hope this doesn't sound too basic a question, but is stills dead, would you say? It's, it's, you know, with a move to short from, um, Sophie, you're shaking your head there. No, I think there's always going to play going to be a place um, online for normal uh, or image content. Um, you know, got be real now uh, where you take your pictures. Um, when it comes to Pinterest, one of my favorite platforms, it's all image based. Um, I think it'd be a very overwhelming world if everything we ever saw was always a video. Um, I think back to both Megan and Charlotte's point that has been touched on a few times. It really depends on your audience. Um, some some niches, you know, videos not for, and photo works perfectly. Um, so no, I don't think it's dead or going to die. But I might might eat my words one day. Um, <laughs> well, there used to be text, and then it became image, and they say an image says a thousand words, and and we keep going um 
So my next question is, how do you make the transfer from, um, if you're predominantly a stills-based uh, business, and you, how do you make the transfer then on to, to video? Um, Megan, I'm going to come back to you uh, on that, if that's okay. Um, talk us through that. So particularly from a paid point of view, I think we've got access to a lot of tools that enable us to be able to take stills and make them motion-based. So you've got the likes of like a slideshow, you can do that on TikTok, you can upload stills and add music to make it more of a video. So I think from an accessibility point of view, you can still access um, kind of video or motion content that way. I think in terms of moving to um, actual, like Charlotte to Charlotte's point before, is you know a lot of it can just be filmed on your phone and and completely agree with her. Like the more you can make it feel authentic, the better it's going to perform. So I don't think it's necessarily. I think a lot of the time when you talk about short form content, I think people panic and they think big productions, big lights, you've got to have a stage and a set and, and actually you don't have to do that. I think just, again, it comes back to knowing your audience and knowing what they're interested in, like a quick piece to camera, um, explaining the benefits of your product, you know, very much from like an influencer point of view, like just, you know, a get ready with me video, for example, isn't a massive setup, but it still, again, can help you have that short form content. So I think, again, it just goes back to knowing your audience. Charlotte? I actually agree. And I think there's, well, there's a, a hot thing here at Refai is we actually literally shoot all video on an iPhone. We don't shoot that much professionally at all. So I would say you can use an iPhone and you really can do magic with a ring light, honestly. Um, but like things like Canva can help you make video content now. And then even Instagram Reels itself offers templates where you just slot in a small image or a quick video and it almost makes the whole video for you. And um, like we just use a variety of tools just on phones to quickly put stuff together, especially for TikTok, like I said, because it's so like of the moment and authentic. Um, and then the tools in app as well are just getting better and better. So yeah, I don't think it'd be too hard. And it's, it's just, you can turn a small picture into just the slightest move, like with beauty especially, it's like one that might be silly. You could just turn it to the move of the head and show a different side of the face. That's like two seconds, but it's still a little bit of video content. So I think there's some low. Move faster. Um, well, I was going to just, I was going to just come back on that and say it's actually, it's, um, I think it's interesting because everyone's kind of learning at the moment, I feel, um, with short form video. I've got a friend of mine who comes from a broadcast media background and is, you know, he's used to do live TV and traditional television. Now, even he's having to adapt himself uh, to, for clients because they want short form video for platforms like TikTok and for things like Reels. So it is quite interesting. I suppose that's one thing I suppose everybody is kind of scrambling to learn at the moment. Uh, there is a question here um, that's been here for a little while that I did keep meaning to come back to from Genevieve. Uh, uh, they want some just practical uh, examples and tips. How can you best, how can business owners, entrepreneurs best use TikTok to sell products and services? I was just hoping one of you might be able to give some sort of like examples out there, uh, perhaps. Who'd like to pick that up? So if you're making, I'll come Sophie, then I'll come Megan. Awesome. Um, someone I would highly recommend having a look at is a really good friend of mine called Isabel, who runs a small skincare business called Pearl Cosmetics. Um, I'll type it in the chat in a second, but it's Pearl without the A, which I think is how it's spelled, P-E-R-L Cosmetics. Um, she has grown her TikTok from zero to 200,000 in the past year. Um, she's gone from working like a, a regular nine to five to now running her skincare business over six figures full time with a team of five, all through harnessing TikTok. Um, there are kind of three content pillars that she does. Number one is the more viral trending content. So she'll hop on trends, trending audios. The other thing she does is she goes deep dives into what she does. Her expertise is where she really gives value and shares education. Um, then the final content pillar is that she always leans back into her story. Who is she? Where has she come from? Why should we trust you as an audience? Um, so Pearl Cosmetics, for me, perfect example of how to do TikTok really well as a small business. Okay. Anyone else want to add to that? I was just going to say, if you've got um, like Shopify as a store, for example, you can connect that to TikTok. And then if you tag your products in, it's got, you know, TikTok is amazing for a shopping experience. You know, you can buy it within platform and, and take you all the way through. So if you do have on Shopify, you'll have to have a check for some of the other uh, hosting platforms. But um, if you can connect it directly, you can just pull your product feed in and then you can tag that product within your video and then people can buy it as, as they're watching your content. 
Okay, we're getting, sorry, go on, show up. I was going to say, I don't think it always matters about your content either. Like, I think TikTok creators, they don't need to be big or have huge followings because, like I said, anyone can go viral. So if you're trying to sell a product, getting that social proof out there on a hashtag where people can search, because I think TikTok especially is turning almost into a search platform as well as a content platform. So people will go and look, oh, like, best beauty blender or best way to style these shoes so if you've got people speaking to your product on those niche hashtag, hashtags that are relevant to you then that's another way to sell product and um, so i would also include creators if you can cost afford the cost of the product okay um a few more questions um that i've got on the discussion points and then i'm going to come back to the chat box i just want to let everybody know who is listening to this it's quite interesting just looking at the chat box actually there's a lot of questions and a lot of comments um, and obviously you guys on the panel, it might be with you guys having a look at the chat box. If there's anything you want to answer in chat, feel free to do that. But yeah, for everybody who's, who's po posting stuff in the chat box, it's great if you can make it so everyone can see, because I think it's a better learning experience. Uh, and have a look, because I'm interested in comments. We're not going to be able to get through them all, I'm, I'm afraid, but we'll do our best to answer and respond to as many as we possibly can. I did want to just mention something, because obviously uh, when we were in the pre-meeting uh, pre to this chat, um, one of the platforms we haven't mentioned, and I know this is about TikTok and Instagram, but obviously for short form video is YouTube. Uh, does any of you want to mention something about YouTube? I'm a bit, of, I'm slightly obsessed as is my colleague Scarlett. We both, we've got YouTube addicts really. And I, during the day, I'm constantly looking for short form videos when I nip out for a cup of tea or whatever it might be. Obviously in the evening, I'll tend to listen to longer form um, content. But do, do you want to mention something about that? Um, shall I go uh, Sophie then Charlotte? Sure, yes. Um, so YouTube Shorts obviously is pretty new. Um, I haven't used it myself yet and kind of dove into the platform. Um, but again, Isabel from Pearl Cosmetics, my favourite example. Um, she's now started repurposing her most kind of viewed, saved, viral, commented on TikToks onto her TikTok Shorts. YouTube Shorts, um, and she's seen some really good success over there. Um, as a user, I don't think I've actually ever watched a YouTube short. Um, I tend to go on there. Um, I love like day in the life content, haul content, all that fun stuff. Um, and I know that when I go on the app, I'm there to like sit down with a cup of tea and biscuits to engage. Um, so YouTube shorts for me, it's not something I've tried professionally or personally, um, but I think clearly it, it can work. Um, we do something similar to Pearl Cosmetics um, and we actually will repurpose top performing content on shorts and we've just found that it actually gets quite a lot of engagement and, and views so it's something that we're exploring now to see if our audience is actually on there or if there's an audience on there for the pie um, but like exactly the same as you Sophie sit down with a cup of tea for YouTube but I will follow creators on both so I'll kind of see what they're up to on short form maybe have an afternoon where I sit down and catch up on long form YouTube. Um, got a question here actually in the chat box from Gemma, Jenna uh, what's the difference between YouTube shorts and regular YouTube uh, don't worry Jenna I didn't actually know this myself I'm glad you've asked that question so <laughs> um, who wants to pick about that Charlotte? Well, YouTube is shot horizontally, so it's 16 by 9, so different than okay. YouTube shorts are vertical like a story. And then at the moment, I believe shorts are limited to 30 seconds. I could be wrong. And YouTube is obviously open-ended. And then with the YouTube setup, there's a lot of advertisement placement. You can do product links now. There's a lot of different things, but the format for shorts is very similar to Reels and TikToks. So just scroll through the feed, whereas YouTube you kind of search or watch playlists. You're welcome, Jenna. Uh, and Natalie's just popped in the chat box. Personally, a big in capital letters fan of YouTube. I ignore shorts and love longer content on there. Um, thanks for that, Natalie. Um, Sophie, uh, I don't know if you remember or remember, this wasn't long ago, didn't LinkedIn try doing something? Uh, LinkedIn stories or LinkedIn? Ooh, yes. Yeah, it didn't last long, did it? <laughs> There's actually um, conversations I get 
regular email updates from the LinkedIn team. And there are kind of conversations around, should we bring back um, LinkedIn stories? Um, I loved them. I think it worked really well, um, but also my space and my community on LinkedIn is very much personal. We, you know, we talk mental health, we get nitty gritty about our problems and our issues, like really transparent over there. Um, but I know that a lot of other people on the platform use it in a more professional capacity. So things like personal updates on stories um, just wouldn't work for what they're trying to achieve on there um so I think yeah it's quite hit and miss I would love to see it come back um but in terms of how much it's utilized I'm not too sure um yeah it's an interesting mm. one it is indeed another interesting comment in chat um uh from Libby I would love to know do you repurpose content on both platforms who'd like to pick that one up uh, I can see Charlotte's nodding on that one um do you want to pick that one up we definitely do, um, especially if you're like a smaller business, there's no reason not to, because like we've all mentioned, there's going to be a different audience for you on each channel differently and content that might work on one might not work on another, but you don't know unless you test and learn. One thing we do do um, occasionally is just change the music or maybe slow it down for Instagram us and we keep it more upbeat and fast on TikTok but we'll often use the same clips um, and just like re-edit them together. I think it's it's fine to do because you never again you never know what's going to work or what's going to go viral so it's worth trying. Isn't funny enough another person's asking Alice has asked the same question so it's obviously a few people out there asking uh, which let's move neatly on to my next question and we're coming to the last quarter now uh this is to our audience coming to the last quarter so if you have any more questions or comments keep them coming uh should we be investing our time and money equally into both platforms uh obviously a lot of our audience not all of them are fashion there's a lot of fashion and fast moving consumables and sometimes we get food retailers in there but what's your thoughts on that can i come to megan because you spoke for a little bit what do you think we should be investing time and money and equally in both platforms I think it depends on what works for you. I think initially you should absolutely try both and not rule either out because you'd like to Charlotte's point before you don't know, you know, the different audiences on them. So I think you should absolutely test both and see how they work for you and what works for you and your audience and then assign the budget according to that. But I don't think there's a hard and fast rule for anybody in terms of one should be better than the other. I guess it just depends on A, the content that you can produce and then who, who your audience is and what they're interested in. I'm going to go right around the panel on this because I think it's an important point. I'll come to you next, Sophie. Do you think we should be investing uh, equally in both platforms? Yeah, basically everything Megan's just said. Um, who are your audience? Where are they? Give it a test. Where responds? best um, kind of building a strategy out from there um, I think it also really depends on what you're trying to achieve um, you know what are your aims why are you on each platform is it to sell products is it to build brand awareness is it to build a community um, and as you're testing and learning deciding which one is actually best to help us meet those aims um, or perhaps and quite possibly you have a different aim for different platforms um, so then I think that would feed into that too but yes very much agree with everything Megan and Charlotte, any, anything to add or disagree? <laughs> we do like a disagree. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree with everything that the other two ladies on this panel have just said. Like, it is just about testing and learning, and like, you might as well get if one works better for you down the line than the other, then that's when you can kind of weigh up where you're going to invest your budget and your time. But you will never know unless you test both. Um, I've just seen a question that's come in the chat box, which is slightly off piste a little bit uh, and not slightly off topic, uh, should I say. Um, but I really want to ask it and I want to ask Sophie actually, because obviously as a business, Fashion Network is heavily invested into LinkedIn. But what do you think about LinkedIn? This is from Ina. What do you think about LinkedIn for fashion now and in the future? I noticed that many fashion brands post about sustainability, diversity and innovation. So do you think there's a potential on LinkedIn for fashion? LinkedIn is not pure or non-political any network anymore. I didn't know it was a political network in the first place. I always thought it was business, but do you want to just pick that up quickly, Sophie? Yes. Um, so I know we're talking about TikTok and Instagram today, but LinkedIn is my favorite platform. Um, I think that there's a space on there for every single niche, um, whether that is through your business page um, or something that I now work in as personal branding. So rather than posting as a business, digital marketer, I post as Sophie. Um, I think there's huge power there. Individuals have 10 times the reach of 
a brand. Um, so working and leaning into that, um, I think is really important. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are running like a B2B or a business fashion page over on LinkedIn, first I would recommend looking who does it good what do they do awesome and how can we kind of do this ourselves don't think you need to reinvent the wheel um the second thing I would recommend is just doing a google and a quick research into how the LinkedIn algorithm works it's very different to Instagram and TikTok the content they prioritize um, is very different um so kind of two recommendations there if you do want to get started um but if you want to talk LinkedIn just pop me pop me a DM or an email and I will talk about it for hours because I think it's awesome <laughs> and uh, just a quick plug for us the fashion network are very 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 active on um linkedin we've got the fashion network uh, we're the one in black and white so come and come and follow us if you're not already following us uh and you'll hear about further web webinars like this actually uh, another question here from john hazel do you have any tips on staying authentic to your brand voice whilst keeping up to date with trends stroke uh trends sounds on tiktok who would like that one first megan yeah, I can go with that one. Um, I think it, it kind of comes back to just looking at what the trend and sound is and, and also not feeling pressured to join every single one. Like if it's not, I think the biggest mistake that a lot of brands make is, is thinking that they have to jump on every single bandwagon and, and, and you really don't. Like if it isn't authentic to you, don't do it because I think actually that'll do your brand more harm than good. Like if you, you know, back to Charlotte's point at the beginning like the content that does well on TikTok and Instagram is is being authentic and it's coming across as authentic so I think you know if you do want to jump on a trend I think it's taking a step back looking at what that trend is and how you as a brand would put your spin on it like what's your spin on it I think is is what I would say but I think the biggest thing I would say is don't feel the need to jump on every single trend because I think it, it actually would cause more harm if you got it wrong okay um if you guys haven't got nothing to add i've got another question i want to ask and i might come to charlotte on this one what would you recommend for luxury fashion brands we're finding the balance between unpolished but better performing content this is an interesting point particularly in our sector uh, and editorial content is a much more which is much more difficult do you want to pick that up charlotte yeah, so I think this is a really interesting piece mm. and there's so great luxury brands that are doing it. I think it fits with their tone of voice. So Vivian Westwood are doing some very odd things on TikTok, but they're working for them. Balenciaga as well. But I think you'll find that, um, especially with Balenciaga, I think they're a really good example of being a luxury house. They've got a bit more movement. Um, and what they can do because their you know brand guidelines are probably a bit looser but just even the stuff they've done with people like kim kardashian where it's a simple short video where she's just taking the mirror out of the bag or just using the product fixing an earring like it doesn't need to go too far i think jacquemus is a good example of a brand that tried some trends and maybe isn't doing them anymore um, and if, if for me it would be just looking at what others in the sector are doing because i agree it's extremely hard to marry the two and then also, I don't think there's any harm in having both types of content on there as long as the expectation isn't for everything to go viral. Because at the end of the day, your TikTok is a place to also illustrate who your brand is. And if that editorial content is part of who your brand is, then there is a space on it for TikTok. But it might not go as viral as, say, trying a trend or doing something that's, like, that's tapping into what another brand is trying. But I think it's a really interesting space for luxury fashion particularly. I would say just go and have a look at what everyone else is doing, see what's performing, and then just think where can we push the boundaries and mix it with that content that is very on-brand as well. Because consume, it might not go by what you're consuming, your customer likes you for that content already. That's what they expect from you. So they won't be offended seeing that mix, if that makes sense. It's, it is an interesting brand. It, it, it is. It is. It is an interesting point, actually. Um, I've got another another interesting one here, and this has come up before when we've done talks around uh, social media marketing. Actually, I'm not sure who wants to pick this up, so just switch yourself off mute if you want to do it. But uh, as a handmade laundry brand here, and this is a question from Denny. Um, we often suffer from censorship. I've had we've had this question loads actually. Uh, even though we cover cover up and make sure there's no rude bits there. Obviously, there's probably some. Uh, machine learning tool picking up on this 
stuff. Uh, is there any uh, tips on how to get around this? Uh, often there is no rhyme or reason which platform is the least has the least sense sensorous. I'm not sure what the word is. Who wants to go for that one? Any insights on that? I had an interesting example sent to me about this because there's a um, sexual pleasure brand called Lilo that are massive on TikTok. And obviously you can't say the word sex on TikTok at all. So they've kind of taken the spin of taking that narrative and creating content around that. So it's almost like a fun spin on hush hush. For a lingerie brand, I would say if you can't have it on the body, there's so many other ways that you can showcase lingerie or the effect lingerie might have on a person. It's under clothes, so there's the opportunity to maybe show someone before they've got your set on, not feeling great, having your set on under their clothes and being ready to go for the day and having a great day. There's another version that Lila have done very well where it's two parts exchanging a conversation where nothing is said everything is kind of insinuated. So I think there's definitely ways to play on it. In the advertising space, you are going to struggle, in my opinion, I'm sure Megan will agree. And I think a flat lay in lingerie works quite well from my experience. And I often stop to, to look at them, even if it's just a short video. And either platform, better, worse? Would anyone want to comment on that? Or are they both the same? So far, I've, I've found that they're all a nightmare to be honest especially <laughs> from a paid point of view um, and it's just a case of upload it and pray to be honest <laughs> i'm sure you'll agree charlotte <laughs> yeah we've had this yeah thing. we just re-upload and re-upload and just keep going yeah just keep pressing review <laughs> i don't know if that helps or not uh, we've got still got so many questions there. I don't think we're going to get through them all. Um, but just a reminder to everybody listening in, if you want to quickly join us afterwards, we've got a little bit of a debrief meeting, stroke networking. The only thing we'd ask of the audience, if you pop in and switch your cam on so we can see you, we can have a quick chat and you can meet the rest of the panel and maybe some of the other people in the audience. So that's immediately after that. Uh, you'll uh, see a little link coming in our chat box very soon. So, um, yeah, sorry if we don't get to everyone's questions, but we're doing our best. Uh, I've got a parting question now. I want to ask all three of you. Now, obviously, this is about uh, TikTok uh, reels. Um, I know it's a little bit clickbaity kind of topic, but we did want to get the, the debate going here. What do you think the future looks for both platforms? Who's going to win out? Are they going to find their feet? Who, what's your thoughts on that, Megan? Your sighing there i think i'll compute this <laughs> <laughs> um, i wish i knew crystal wall um i think back to kind of charlotte's point at the very beginning i think don't rule instagram out i think you know it's got a powerful powerful brand behind it with meta i think it will eventually find its feet i think to be honest i think it panicked you know tiktok has come around so quickly and it's really taken a lot of people by surprise and i think what Instagram just needs to do is go back to its roots and just stick to its strategy completely to your point that you said before, Charlotte. So I think I think once it finds its feet, I think it'll be fine again. I think it's just at the minute it's a little bit floundering and I think it just needs to take a step back and do what any normal marketer would do is what does my audience want? Who is my audience and what do they want? And I think they'll be fine. I think TikTok is very interesting and I think it can only go upwards, to be honest. Um, I take the point that Sophie made before in terms of a lot of around the data and the privacy, and if, if it even is allowed to be a platform anymore, will be interesting. But if you just take that out of it, I think, you know, it's still a relatively new platform. It feels like, like it's been around forever, but actually it's still very much in its infancy. And actually, um, you know, more brands are coming on board now. But I think even if you just speak to people on a daily basis, like, I'm forever saying, oh, have you seen this on TikTok? Or, you know, oh, this on TikTok. And people are like, we should have got TikTok. But I think still now people still have the, con uh, you know, misconception that it's just, oh, yeah, that dancing app. And it's like, there's so much more information on there. So I think, you know, the more that it, it grows and the more that people start to actually understand the benefits of the platform, that actually you can learn a lot on there. You know, we were talking pre this discussion about water, you know, there's, you know, the stuff that you can still learn there. So I think, you know, I think as it grows even more and more people actually start to understand it, I think it'll be an interesting space. Charlotte, who do you think is going to sort of win out over the next 12 months? Or As a user, TikTok, but as a brand marketer, I think there's space for those because I agree. I think Instagram will find its footing again and its value proposition will be different to TikTok in the end. But 
yeah, as a user, it takes a whole lot away. Sorry, say that again if you can, Charlotte. You broke up a little bit. Sorry, I said TikTok all the way or Instagram if it brings back just photos for me. So, so you're fence sitting basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, what, what do you think? Let's talk yeah, once um, I think Instagram is going to be here for a long time. I think the good thing, not so good for them, but good for us as users and marketers is right now they know they're in the doghouse. They know that people aren't happy with them. So they're going to be scrambling to get back on our good sides again. So I think future-wise in the next 12 months, we could see a lot more things that are ticking our boxes. Um, I think TikTok right now is awesome, but I am very cautious that in the next few years, we're going to see massive changes. Um, my prediction based on nothing more than my thoughts um, is seeing this shift from TikTok from just being a social media platform into more of like a lifestyle entertainment sort of space. You know, we can now buy fresh food on TikTok, TikTok shop, TikTok live. Um, I've read recently they are kind of slipping into the music space against Spotify, Amazon Music. Um, so I think TikTok as we know it, it's going to change. Um, whether that's in, in the next 12 months or not, it's probably farther into the future. Um, but yeah, so I think maybe Instagram could make a comeback. We'll see. And then just before we go, because time time's of the essence, is there any sort of honourable mentions you want to mention? Obviously, before we went live, we were talking about Reddit. Is there any other channels you think is worth mentioning just quickly at the end for sort of this sort of content? Or is it all about TikTok and Reels at the moment? I think watch out for Be Real. Be Real. Mm -hmm. Megan, Sophie, anyone that wants worthy a mention? I think Pinterest gets a bad rep, not a bad rep, but like gets left a lot on the wayside. And actually, it's a really good platform if you know if you can tap into the correct niche and you've got you know aesthetically pleasing images. I think it's a great, an absolute great channel. Uh, and so, if anyone worthy of a shout, don't yeah. go on LinkedIn again. Um, please no. LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I think that Facebook groups are really slept on. Um, we have had huge success with some of my clients by either getting involved, talking in communities, promoting products um, in like really niche Facebook groups. Sounds like an odd place to market, but one to try out, especially if you're in the small business space. So, um, yeah, and LinkedIn. Thank you. You're getting a lot of love in the chat box, by the way, guys. I really appreciate your insights today and your time. Um, and we're still getting really good questions. Kerry's got one in Ian. I'm sorry, guys, you keep pushing interesting questions right at the end that we should do at the beginning. But like I say, we're having a quick 15, 20 minutes uh, wrap up afterwards. All you guys in the audience are more than welcome to join us. And uh, you can have a bit more of an informal conversation. It's not being record, recorded, so you can pop in with your, your audio feed or your camera on, that'd be great. Uh, um, Charlotte, unfortunately, you can't join us because you've got a meeting to run into, I do believe. But I want to say thank you. Um, and if this was a live event, I'd be delighted by buying you all a glass of vino or sangria or whatever is at the bar. But unfortunately, we can't do that. But hopefully we can meet in person in the future. So thank you very much, guys. And thank you all out there for listening. And hopefully the link will go in the chat box any second now. And we will see you or see some of you in the post event networking shortly. Thanks, guys. Bye -bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.